Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, hi there. Yes, it's podcast time with uh, Jerry Recco out today. I've got the Eddie Scazzeri with me. Oh, hi there, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things a while ago, uh, I don't know if you remember, we were going to discuss um, uh, that theory. I forget what the name of it is. Now, you did a little bit of research on it, the theory that uh, in uh, civilization that there was a time back in our civilization where we were in advance. We were advanced, similar to mm-hmm. we are now. Yes. And then these big asteroids came and destroyed the Earth and everybody on it. We started fresh, and uh, now we are an advanced civilization again. Okay. Now, do you know the time frame for these? Things? I thought this was like fourteen thousand years ago. Okay. What was it called? Do you remember the the theory I was tell- that you Googled? Oh gosh, uh, I don't. Ah oh, man. But- I should have Google. I should have. I should have hit this up before we started. It was the. Um, oh man, it was on Joe Rogan. These guys. They have a show. There's a a show on um, Netflix with these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh man, ancient. I, yeah, I do remember theories. looking at it, but my my argument would be: where is the evidence? Not all of it should be destroyed. This is it. Uh, this uh, here, here I'm looking at Scientific America. No, this is the title of their article. No, there wasn't an advanced civilization 12,000 years ago. Right. Uh, Graham Hancock is the guy who uh, came up with this theory. And it's about, it's, you know, when we, when we look at, uh, we find old artifacts, really old buildings, right. cave paintings. 
And you know, if you ever watch Ancient Aliens, there's mm-hmm. always be this like the one that always sticks out to me is like in one of these um, pyramids. There's a painting of an Egyptian who looks like he's holding a large light bulb that plugs in. Right. Right. And we'd be like, where would this, what would this have possibly been? Yes. So there is this theory that uh, we had an advanced civilization, asteroids came and destroyed us, and then we started over again as hunter gatherers. Okay. Well, I would, I would say, and I believe I've heard this when you said the name uh, Grant Hancock. Yeah. I believe I've heard him on uh, AM Coast to Coast. Yes, I'm sure you have. uh, George Nori. Um, Where is any surviving artifact of this time? As you say, we have artifacts from long ago, thousands of years ago, early human civilizations, Mm -hmm. uh, stone. You know, we, we have like evidence of early hominids before Homo sapiens, which had tools and we find these things. Uh, and all these things survive, ancient buildings, ancient yes. campsites, all this stuff. And there's nothing of this super advanced civilization? Well, I think people would tell you, uh, or this guy might tell you, uh, but only from what I've seen on his uh, Netflix series mm-hmm. as well, is uh, you know the pyramids might tell you that there was an advanced civilization. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that we don't know how they got these stones from all their parts of the land and got them and shaped them. And right. Now they're well, And I've, as pyramids. I've told you, when you have thousands of lives to spend and you don't yeah. care about the slaves you're forcing to move these large stones, then that could be your answer. Okay. Um, and the fact that there's zero evidence of an advanced level. You could speculate, oh, the, the pyramids were built by an advanced but there's no hard proof that these things, no bones, no nothing has survived. And we see evidence of of things that we do have, that we have collected, of things that, that did survive, the eons, that we can say, okay, these ancient hominids used these stone tools, buried their dead, had campsites, all that sort of thing. And there's no hard evidence of this other, of this other advanced civilization. And in terms of a meteor impact, we have evidence in the geologic record of that uh, Cretaceous boundary asteroid 65 million years ago that hit in the Yucatan Peninsula that will put an end, theoretically, to the dinosaur age. Mm-hmm. Um, there is evidence in the geologic record for that, and there is none for another large uh, asteroid impact that had like global um, effects in about 14,000 years ago. Now, there is a theory, the Minoan civilization, which was on the island of Santorini, uh, they were advanced. And if that volcano hadn't blown up in, in the Mediterranean, that it's possible we would have had our current level of technology a thousand years earlier because these Minoans were very advanced for the time. And if that would have been allowed to progress unimpeded or it didn't get destroyed by the volcanic eruption, it's possible we would have achieved things a lot earlier. And that um, this Minoan civilization also gave rise to the Atlantis myth. But, you know, that's something that is debated, but there are strong, there's strong evidence for it and, theories about it for the Minoans to have 
again, maybe had space flight a thousand years ago, but that civilization was destroyed by the volcanic eruption. So I, I would say I, I would be a very, very, very skeptical. It's fun to talk about and to, you know, to have stories about, but that, to me, that's all they are, just stories. Have you uh, watched the ancient aliens? I have not. You have not really? I have, maybe I have watched an episode, but it again, to me, it's just like, it, it, it just doesn't ring true with any real science. Again, it's fun. I like reading science fiction stories. So do you think but, uh, the things I'm referring to, um, in particular in art and this sort of thing, this idea that hundreds of years ago painters were painting what appear to be spaceships in the sky, what appear to be um, aliens in 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 in, uh, in in their art and paintings. There's even some um, that look like how we look now when we go into outer space. Like the mm-hmm. guys that landed on the moon, there mm-hmm. are drawings of of a, a human in this sort of a spaceman costume. Do you think that was their version of fiction and that sort of thing? And or their version of you know their god mythology or whatever you know, their belief system was. Perhaps it was a depiction of that. Or and and about, I would hold out some belief that it's possible that an alien civilization visited us and and had some interaction with early humans. I don't really believe that but is it possible perhaps and maybe that is some remnant of that but in terms of a a super advanced or our level of technology or beyond civil human civilization i do not believe that no because we haven't really found any any hard equipment right is what you're saying right right something that survived again we have stone tools that you know uh whatever uh early hominids before homo sapiens uh, used and those survived for millions of years, and this nothing has survived from this other civilization. I, I'm not buying it. Like you'd like to see a cell phone that they had, or, or something buried something from survived. all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because you would again, these other artifacts have survived, but nothing from this supposedly advanced civilization. I'm I'm not buying it. What of what about the idea that we're reverse engineering um, spaceships? Again, would be wonderful to to believe that. I, as the old X Files poster, I want to believe. I think it would be super cool if that were to be the case. But again, I, I, I get. I need hard proof. You want some hard evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think uh, these days there is a lot of UFO stuff in the news? Like, uh, in particular, once it hit the, it was like in the New York Times, Mm -hmm. that's when people kind of started giving it more credence, right? It wasn't some weird newspaper or website or podcast. Congress, uh, in Congress, yes. Having hearings about it. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think. The whistleblower. Yeah, why do you think we're getting that now? It's just filling a void, filling a need that people have, you know, as people maybe move away from belief in the Judeo-Christian God, perhaps they just are seeking something else to believe in, 
to replace that that vacuum that religion used to hold for them and now it's okay it's not god now it's aliens just one theory that people need something to believe in which is very true so instead they stop believing in god now they believe in aliens right that's my personal opinion on it that there there's a vacuum there's a need for us as humans to have some belief in something more something higher and as we move away from god we move towards aliens and not everyone has moved away from god in fact there's a lot more fundamentalist people who are believing in a literal interpretation of the bible and that the earth is only whatever or man is only 5000 years old the earth is 5000 whatever years old and and it's maybe. funny because you saying that it sounds like people that are moving away from believing in God and they're believing in mm-hmm. aliens instead sounds like something someone who really believes in God would say. Yes. And yet you're the opposite. I'm the opposite. Yeah. You don't believe in God, but you also don't believe in aliens. I believe that there's other intelligent life out there in the universe somewhere. I don't believe that we've had contact or yeah. they've visited us. Again, I do desperately want to to believe that i do but i need some more you need some proof mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i'm kind of with you on that one i mean especially i mean we do see things and what's weird is like people that tell their stories are oftentimes very believable yes. people and, and, and something happened to them yeah but what exactly right and what what forced or what caused them to have that interpretation of those facts. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know and then the answers to that. Yeah. And it's been brought up before, like a lot of this, like let's say alien abductions in mm-hmm. particular, a lot of them happen at night, mm-hmm. which is when people are sleeping and dreaming. Correct. Right. But the weird ones are like, even the one that Aaron Rodgers brought up in the jets training camp this year, when there's multiple people, that have the same story that mm-hmm. were together, that feels more believable. It does. Because you have multiple people that experience the same thing. Right. But as we've said before, there are so many high-def cameras. Now, now there are, yeah. And all these images are just grainy and subject to in- interpretation. And we still clear. don't have a single alien photo. Correct. Even a grainy one, right? Right. Except for those bodies that were unearthed uh, in wherever they were. Mexico, I believe that, that was. like E.T. Yes. And that guy who was front and center with that, he has been linked to some frauds in the past. Yeah, and then he does that in front of the Mexican government mm-hmm. that they take seriously, and it throws the whole thing off, because now everyone's like, duh, this is all so stupid. Right. And then they think that's what we're doing here in America with the whistleblowers. Right. And I'll quote another X-Files line that the truth is best hidden between two lies. So I like that. That is a good one, that there's so much misinformation out there purposely to then hide the truth and make people not really believe it. Even though you're saying it, they won't believe it because it's surrounded by other lies. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Do you read stuff about artificial intelligence? All the time, yes. All the time. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with this thing called Neuralink where they're going to try to, like, they want to put something in our brains mm-hmm. where instead of Googling something, you could call it up in yeah, here. Yeah, a neural implant yeah, interface neural implant. that you could connect to the the web and, you know. Yeah. Have, yeah. I mean, that that's that's coming. I would, be, I would believe that is coming. Yeah, so my question to you, because I heard this actually, another Joe Rogan had an AI guy on when I was listening on the way, and I, it made me think of you because here's this guy talking about the Neuralink putting something in your brain where you're kind of almost part computer, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then if everyone's doing that and you don't do that, are you now at a disadvantage? And similar to how if you, like, I, I think you were a holdout for like a cell phone, right? Were yeah, you a smartphone. A smartphone. Not a cell phone because you want to be able to be contacted, mm-hmm. but just with the an iPhone with the apps. Right. Um and what how where were you in the email when email was coming out? Were you like, I'm not doing this or did you I, do I it? I wasn't like saying I'm not doing it. I was slower to to adopt it until it was necessary because of work. And is that what happened with you and the iPhone as well? Well, it was my old cell phone, flip phone, was on its way out, and you really couldn't go backwards. I mean, I get—I guess you could. I guess they're still out there, flip phones. But I decided to jump on board just because it was made life easier. As we, you know, continue to fall deeper and deeper into the technology trap, yeah, that we become dependent upon these things, and then if they're not there it's going to cause a big problem for a lot of people to to function because they've become so dependent upon these things right right and you are at a disadvantage if you don't have one sure but you know now we're also subject to uh if there's a particularly large solar flare that knocks out the cell service for however long uh, you're familiar with like the Kensington event. It was a solar flare back in the, I want to say in the 1800s. Uh, you could Google that. Google it. But uh, it was a, just a particularly large solar flare that did cause problems. And then we were just starting to use like radio and, and maybe even some telephone or telegraph lines. Um, but it caused problems. Uh, and if something like that or stronger happens, which could happen at any moment, 
it will knock out our um, cell phone and internet and all that stuff. And then there's possibility of, of people using, uh, I guess it's a EMP, electromagnetic pulse weapons in the atmosphere, which will again knock out everything that's been talked about. Well, I don't uh, want that happening. Knocking out our national grid and all this other things. You know, so, but we're so dependent upon it. It's the technology trap, which has been, you know, a theory that's ages old. What do you think is more dangerous for your health? The Wi-Fi in your house or the cell phone in your house? Uh, I, I, neither, I would say. I'm not worried about You're not. that, uh, like, radiation from the waves. I mean, they've been, you know around for enough time now that I'm not really that worried about it. I, I know there was a theory back in the late 90s that it's like unzipping our DNA. <laughs> what does that mean? Like it's sort of like going to make our, like where we couldn't hold together because our DNA would be so corrupted from this, from these all these waves around. That I, I'm not necessarily buying that. Yeah, I don't. I generally tend to, if I talk on my phone, I put it on speaker and just kind of hold it up to my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much better that is to putting it up to my head. Yeah, you would think not much. Yeah, but uh, but I'm not one who always carries. Like right now, my phone is in the other room, uh, and I don't always carry it around with me. And yeah, very, and I don't talk on the phone that much, uh, as you know. So yeah, I'm not worried about this. About wireless yeah. internet and uh, cell, this just the we were talking about the other day about the carrying a cell phone in your pocket, right? In your front pocket, right by your balls. Yeah, I'm not a front pocket guy. Yeah, me neither. Um, now, with this AI discussion, was it talking about just the um, sort of integration of humans and machines, or was yeah. it talking about? Machines themselves becoming sentient. Did it go during that? They didn't route? get there yet. It was more about humans becoming part machine mm-hmm. with this Neuralink and how what, what percentage of the people will do this, mm-hmm. and then if it gets to be a part. Whereas we were talking about like with cell phones and emails, where you feel like in order to be in this world, you have to do that. You know when when will that you know what. You know, it's funny because there's certain things like even Google glasses or something. People don't want to, they don't want to put them on their head Mm -hmm. and keep them there all day. So it's different walking around with a cell phone, putting it down when you want. Like you said, you have it in the other room. But if you do something that you're putting a link in your brain, that's crazy. It sounds crazy. It is. But I I think that's where we're headed ultimately. I mean, hell, I'm I'm part machine. I have an insulin pump. You are part machine. That's my pancreas. Yes, is in my pocket right now. Your pancreas and, is in your pocket. Yeah. You are part robot, and it's using Wi-Fi. I have a glucose monitor that is I change once a week that is transmitting to my pump, and then my pump is transmitting to my phone, and my glucometer, how I test my blood sugar, they're all connected. Those four things the glucose sensor my insulin pump my glucometer and my phone yeah are all connected and my wife is on her and you could have it too if you wanted you could set up to watch my sugar level and see what's going on with your and body it's all connected yeah so i i think that's where we're headed 
But I, I'd be interested to see if this Rogan, either in this one or in a future one, talks about not the integration of humans and machines, but the machines themselves becoming sentient. Yes. And that is, you've heard me say it before, the singularity. With that moment when the machine achieves true consciousness, which may never happen. Most computer science experts believe it will happen at some point, whether it's 10 years, whether it's 30 years. There are, a, I would say a majority believe it will happen just because it's information systems and it's just a logical way to look at information systems, just like our brain is an information system, that consciousness will occur for computers or machines, if you will. And then what happens? What morality do they have? Do they have our morality? They learn so much faster. Does their morality change? Because humans' morality has certainly changed, continues to evolve. Things that were not uh, were fine 20 years ago are not fine now. That whole thing. Right. Do you think in our lifetime that's been the... Like this... These years that you and I have been alive... Mm-hmm have been the most amount of technology change in, like, let's say a 50-year period than ever before? Well, think about when radio was invented. We went from the fastest mode, and this was whenever that was, late 1800s, early 1900s, I forget exactly. I feel like the radio was 1922, but I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe that was the first radio station. Maybe. But the ability to transmit via radio from one point to another. So we went from whatever the fastest mode of transportation available at the time was probably by train, by railroad. Yes. We went from that to instantly being able to transmit messages and information at the speed of light, which is how the fastest, you know, as radio waves not radio, not sound, but the radio waves. So we went from, you know, a very fast locomotive to the speed of light, just like that. Maybe that leap, that information being so... Now, and you just... Then it it all built on that. But so you can make that as an argument. The speed of, of information transfer could have been the biggest jump. But... Certainly, if you you look at those graphs of the technology curve and how it just reaches a point to where, you know, where are we in the curve? And it and then it arcs up so steeply. Where are we on that curve? I, I don't know. Maybe we're lower than we think. And, you know, there's even greater and greater changes going to come 100 years from now. But uh, I, I I don't really have a great answer, but it seems like we're... We're moving pretty fast. Yeah, we're we're in that group of people that didn't have the phones and the internet and all that stuff in our childhood. Correct. Even even up through, definitely into our adulthood where mm-hmm. we didn't have it. And now we do have it, right? Mm-hmm. And the generation after that and the generation now, they're born with it. Yes. You know, and I, I'm, I think we were in a good spot in growing up without it. But it's cool to have it now. It is. It is. But you think about, for me, I grew up of certainly no cell phones, no internet, none of that. Um, 
there I had a rotary phone and black and white television and you know records yeah and that was even before then later on eight track tapes but you know it was it was records it was a rotary phone no internet black and white television although the color was available uh, we our family did not have that but that's probably was your situation <clears throat> growing up too yeah what's weird is uh um, remember the technology leap we thought we had when our rotary phones not only then went to push button, but then the wireless in your house. Yes, as cordless. Long, cordless, yeah. As long as you were near the receiver, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can go in the other room right now yeah. if I want to with this phone. And that was what, late 80s? Yeah, probably 90s. late 80s. Yeah. And now it's... Yeah, you laugh at that. Now we send that the weirdest thing with the cell phones to me is being able to send a crystal clear video mm-hmm. wirelessly to a, like another country. Yeah. In yeah. no time. To anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. I or can get a, even perhaps I don't know if you can send a you know a text to an astronaut on the space station. Right. I guess you could. Probably. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yes. And then, right, if it doesn't happen right away, it's them um, get hung up. You're like, what the hell? What the hell? Is going on here? more than instant. <laughs> this video is taking more than instant to send an HD video to China. Right. China. <laughs> All right, Eddie, uh, let's do the warm-up show. All right. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Jerry will return. Yes, The hopefully. warm-up program, hopefully, yes. And uh, what do we got, a Monday night game tonight? We do. See you all. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch. Let me just tell Adam Wainwright. Can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You, were, you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.